here we go. So hello and welcome to the Christchurch Fox Chapel podcast. Uh, it is in fact the fastest growing conservative evangelical charismatic Anglican podcast in the whole Fox Chapel area. I'm Alex, I'm one of the pastors here and I'm joined by the uh, theological colossus that is Ben Hughes, our youth pastor, <laughs> right. and the, uh, the spiritual savant that is mm. indeed our so curate, uh, Ben Wolpe, who's so become a Frenchman today. At least uh, I have a nice office. And we're in the office, the sumptuous offices of the uh, SWAG middle school Bible study room, which doubles as Ben's office. Uh, ben Wolpe, why don't you read our passage for us today? We're in the book of Ephesians. Chapter 5, verse 21 through 33. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives, as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. So these are strange times, and uh, ordinarily in church, obviously, we gather together for for fellowship and for teaching and for discussion, and uh, all that has more or less been shut down, but the church has not been shut down. And uh, we've been reflecting as a staff team on, on Acts 2.42, which explains what a church really is. And uh, in Acts 2.42, it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and the prayers. So church is defined in the Bible. And although we can't do church as we normally do it, we're looking for ways of continuing with these these four characteristics of the church as, as much as we can. And and so this, this is sort of part of the teaching and part of the fellowship, really, uh, that the church has often been called to do and we're just inviting anyone listening to uh, join in this conversation that we're having on the passage of the week and uh, this week our passage is uh, from ephesians 5 as we've just heard mm. not exactly the easiest one to start with no uh, chaps. It's not. all right uh, what striketh thee from the passage it, it feels to me like paul's talking about marriage wives and husbands but almost more of the content of these verses is talking about Christ in the church. Like mm. he's, he's got this metaphor for marriage that's Christ in the church that's running alongside. And he kind of goes back and forth between mm. literal wives and husbands and Christ in the church. But he's almost talking more 
about Christ and the church in this, which I find interesting. And it seems to be point towards like, this is the, this is the real reality that maybe marriage is the analogy of, of Christ and the church rather than the other way around. Mm. Yeah, it's funny. I went to, uh, in my college, everyone had this idea that uh, if they got a ring by spring, mm. uh, they would like find this kind of actualization or complete fulfillment that marriage would do it. Um, but then you get married and you move into that and it's difficult. Um, and I heard somebody say that even the best marriage is just like a telescope uh, that's sort of pointing to this greater reality. Like all the things you were wanting in, in your marriage are, are really to be found in your relationship with Christ. Like he's the true husband you were wanting and, and hoping for. I mean, this is definitely one of those passages that without some digging and context it, it is going to raise eyebrows, yeah. at mm -hmm. least, uh, possibly, you know, cause real conflict. This was uh, one of the readings at my wedding. And I distinctly remember at the rehearsal for the wedding, uh, this was being read as practice. And mm. one of my family members, who shall remain nameless, uh, heard that opening line, wives should submit to their husbands. And I heard behind me this audible kind of scoff, like, Ugh. like, I can't believe you'd be, you'd be saying something like that. Like, yeah, it, it rubs a lot of people the wrong way. If you're just hearing that and then refusing to kind of listen to anything right. in the context or what is what Paul's really saying, which is a lot deeper than just uh, kind of uh, authoritative structure of family life. So is this a justification for an oppressive patriarchal <laughs> Well, it's been used as one, hasn't it? Sure. I mean, clearly, like the stuff that will come to on slavery, it's been used that way. Um, mm. So let's have trope of the week. Uh, I'll, I'll take trope of the week, uh, you know, a text without a context is a pretext for a proof text. Mm. Wait, say that again. Oh, I don't know if I can. A text uh, without a context is a pretext for a proof text. A text without a context is a pretext for a proof text. Yeah, let's just take a word or two out of, fast. out of uh, context and then we can just make it mean what we mean. I'd like just to look at something. I have the privilege of preaching on this one this week. Verse 21 uh, says, Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Uh, and then verse 22 says, wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. In the original language, verse 22 actually doesn't have a verb, submit. It's not there in the original language. And it is borrowed or inferred from the verse before. So what it says is submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ, wives to one's own husbands. And that, that verb is missing. It makes no sense in Greek. It makes no sense in English. Uh, without the verse before it. So first point, really, this submission of wives to husbands is coming in the context of, of mutual submission, generally, mm. uh, by everyone to everyone. Uh, and there's some more context to come, as, as Ben mentioned earlier, about Christ as well. But that's, that's uh, how's that changing our, our views of the passage? Do you think? So you're saying that under, under the umbrella of submitting to one another as out of reverence for Christ. Like that's our, that's our fundamental foundational relational principle. Right. That's for how context. we relate to, to anyone. Mm -hmm. Right. All and the time. All the time. And then, then he zooms in, in that, under that foundation, right. that umbrella, wives to your own husband. So my question would be, if that's, mm -hmm. if that's correct, if that, that is the right way of reading it, 
won't Paul go on then to say something reciprocal that husbands would do to wives? Yeah. We should be looking for something yeah. uh, you know, that correlates. So Jenna and I are both submitting to each other. Jenna's submitting to me. Um, and I'm, uh, what are husbands supposed to do to wives as I'm, as we're both submitting to each other, mm -hmm. uh, how does that work? Well, husbands get an extra verb. If we look at verse 25, that the, the, the submission is inferred from verse 21 because mm. everybody does it to everybody. Mm -hmm. Husbands then uh, have this, this sort of extra layer. It looks in verse 25. Yeah. Love. Um, yeah. Not just love them like buy them flowers. Yeah, love them as Christ loved the church. And I guess the question then is, how did Christ love the church? Yeah. Um, he was uh, nailed to a, a cross and bled himself out and died a horrible death for her. Um, so how's that for a picture of, of marriage? I, I, I don't it's know. Messy. Yeah, it's messy. It's a lot, yeah. lot messier <laughs> yeah. than I like. Um, yeah, it, it seems that... Uh, he loved the church and he gave himself up for her so that he might sanctify her. Like this is where he kind of goes more in talking about Christ and the church yeah. and the spiritual reality of what Christ has done. And sometimes I feel like Paul in his writing almost gets carried away when he starts mm. preaching the gospel and like uh, shouting out the praises of Jesus Christ. I've seen you both do it. I mean, it's, it's a good yeah. thing. Yeah, but his point he's making is that to love is to lay down your life, to give mm. up yourself in order to bring someone else to sanctification, to holiness, to, to God. Yeah, it's gentle. It's, it's peaceful and it's sacrificial, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, and, and, and then not only that, but, you know, you were talking earlier about you know, how much is said about, about the body in Christ yeah. that, um, a husband or a wife are not a separate individual that they're in fact one yeah uh, so, so to that extent really you're submitting to your marriage mm. and not just to one member of it looking to the unity of your marriage as bigger than any one individual within it this is why every sermon that comes after a bible study is better and why i describe <laughs> you guys as colossi says no and, uh, very small yeah, that's very good. Uh, yeah, mm. so much more. I feel like we could go on for like an hour about this. Um, we do most things. <clears throat> yeah, we do. We really do. Um, maybe we should spare these poor folks. At <laughs> yeah. all. Um, well, okay. So verse thirty-two. I think this is. You know, we're actually making some progress with the passage. This mystery, and obviously, mm. there's a word that we get often yeah. in scripture for. Uh, you, you know, the revealed salvation plan of God. Code word mystery. Um, but but also I think it includes the fact that we we don't understand every facet of a thing. Yeah. And this, he's referring to the previous verse, the antecedent is a man leaving his father and mother, holding fast to his wife and becoming one flesh. So right. this right. actually refers to marriage. Mm -hmm. And he's saying this refers to Christ and the church. So, mm -hmm. marriage, so marriage, Jesus. marriage in general is about Jesus. Marriage in general is about Christ and the church. That's what it always refers to. So, like, yeah, marriage is not for its own sake. I And I'm not for my own sake. When I'm married, I'm not for my own sake. I'm for my marriage's sake. And my marriage is not for its own sake. It's for Jesus' sake. Yes. 
No, that's right. Yeah. We say this in the, the old declarations um, and, and uh, kind of preface to, to the marriage service said that, you, you know, you begin a new life in the community. That was the language uh, that, that your marriage is, in fact, a public institution in its mm. own right. Yeah. Mm. So can we uh, just draw out one a couple quick, uh, like, what's this look like on the ground, real quick, yeah. as we're all locked up in our That's a good idea. homes, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and uh, maybe getting a little cabin fever, going going crazy, <laughs> trying to keep the dishes cleaned up while our uh, mm. two-year-old is uh, running around screaming like a dinosaur. What does this look like? Not that I speak from that's, experience. That's well, oddly specific, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think the Lord is calling us to a period of silence now. <laughs> yeah. that's, I mean, that's the hardest thing, isn't it? That this is <clears throat> this is not just some high-sounding ideal. It's it's very practical. I think Scripture is often practical. Um, you know, we we're putting each other first, mm. um, and 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 that means. You know, I mean, that could be anything. The little things that really irritate you are about to be magnified. I irritate Kat by, by having a different view about the trash to the one that she has. Right. She, she likes trash out. Uh, I like trash to be piled up as high as possible so as to <laughs> maximise the economic value of the <coughs> trash bag. And um, I, I guess what happened recently for us was, you know, she said, let's, let's retrain you. Why don't you agree to take out the trash when it's half full? Just a completely new way of looking at it. So she actually views half full as full. I view whatever, you know, full as as perfect. I just learned from her when the trash is half full, I take it out. And that is me loving my wife. It sounds ridiculous. It does sound totally absurd, but Mm. this is really important to her. And, and actually, if we're stuck in a room <clears throat> together for a long time, she knows I'm, I'm trying some token. Maybe, maybe that. Is and you're, you're putting her preferences above your own in the little things. If your marriage is a million little things that are all building into the one big thing of your marriage, mm. it, if, if your marriage is about submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ, those add up. <laughs> Right, and, and that builds a strong marriage, and those are the little building blocks that that strengthen mm. a good and loving and godly marriage. Well, I just imagine if, in full view of the kids, I, I I pulled out Ephesians five and I said, "You know, darling, I'm the head of the household here," <laughs> and uh, and then ceremonially just dropped a load of extra trash into an overfull bag. Mm. Could I could mm. I go before the Lord and say, <clears throat> you know, what a husband I've been this week? Yeah, that's yeah. how Jesus did it, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what mm. Christ like. Yeah. That was sarcasm, in case you guys were wondering. <laughs> there it is. And, and to me, like, the model of the husband, I'm a husband, you guys are, are husbands, the model of the husband is Christ. And Christ laid down his life, gave himself up for his bride. Mm-hmm. And if we, if we look at marriage and Christian marriage as having a structure of the, the man as the head of the household and um, the head of the marriage what does that mean? That's not a, uh, any place for uh, a power kick or, or an authoritarianism to, to rule. Uh, the Gentiles lord it over them, Jesus says, mm. uh, and they use their authority to lord it over people. But Jesus uses his authority to lay down his life and to serve and to sacrifice and to be poured out in love and 
in, in service for the good of his bride. Um, so I just think that if, he, if a husband is going to be the head of his household, he needs to be the chief servant of his household and to be the one that's the quickest to lay down his life mm-hmm. and to, uh, to love others as Christ loved the church. And also understand that he is himself the bride of Christ. Yes. Yeah. That's important. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, so we're all on the same playing field here. We're all, the ground is level at the foot of the cross. And this, this might be just our finishing yeah. thoughts. I mean, obviously there'll be people listening to this who have uh, never had the chance to marry or who have been divorced or bereaved or, or maybe have a marriage that's, that's, you know, strained and to the point of breaking right now. And when we get the passages of scripture like this, as pastors, I think that's often our concern. You know, let's not just assume that one type of, of human is, is kind of godly and is all that we have in the church. Um, what I think is you look at this idea of marriage being a public institution, there's just one more thing, and that is that, that we're all called in the body to these ideals. And in fact, if you're not married, you're probably in a godly relationship with someone who is married. <laughs> and therefore, we all, we all have some rights there i think just finish with that thought if there's anything you want to say about that we're all called to build up the institution of marriage mm-hmm. within within the life of the church yeah mm-hmm. yeah That's interesting yeah this has been a podcast from christ church box chapel uh, thank you for joining us uh, this weekend we'll be talking about this in the sermon and uh, our plan at least during these uh, corona times are as long as we can to continue uh, at least some kind of discussion like this bringing in different members of the staff team each week as we can so thanks for joining us god bless and we'll see you soon